to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Hey, mamas. Thank you so very much for tuning back in. Today, we will resume where we left off with Nancy's story from the previous podcast. So here we go. You add fear to the situation and you just don't know what to do, especially when you're there alone in that situation. And and I didn't have, I mean, there was no choice. My husband had to be working and mm-hmm. like paying for our house and our yeah. bills and getting our kids to school and helping them cope. And so, um, but he tells me, he says, you know, the only right now you're neglecting your other children. Um, if you continue on this on this path, you're going to end up bankrupt and divorced. And oh yeah, oh yeah, like violate like some or something. Or any human decency, like Satan, literally, like yeah. in the flesh. Yes. It's like it's like if you have this little bit of faith, you know, yes. he knows where you're going to maybe be weak. Let's have a doctor just yes. come in and. Absolutely. Did you did you ever file a complaint about him? Um, I think multiple. Well, there was a chaplain there. Yeah. And he came back later and apologized. He's like, I feel like I witnessed an assault. Wow. But my wow. hands were tied. I could not say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, because of his job. Unbelievable. But whenever, and I just stood over Charlie. And I'm like, Charlie, don't listen to him. He yeah. does not know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it made him mad. So he mm-hmm. sat on my floor and repeated himself. You are going to end up divorced and bankrupt. And, I, I just, know, I have no words for this. Yeah. And was, how you like held yourself together in that moment yeah. either. Yeah, my, my one friend, she's like, if I was a dude, I'd marry you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, they were both crying. They were both crying there. I got a phone call and I walked, and I just, I just let him talk. Mm-hmm. I didn't, he wasn't listening to right. me. I, was, yeah. I just walked out while he was mid-sentence. Yeah. I was not showing him any respect. Mm-hmm. And so I walked out and I took the call. And I guess he then went on to tell my friends, I've seen babies born without brains that do more than him. I yeah. feel like he shouldn't have a license. Right. right. I, like, right. I know how this ends. Do you want to just like stop and think like maybe it's just another brain injury or something even lighter. Do you want a man like that taking care of your child? No. no. Having surgery or whatever no. he would be doing? No. Like He wasn't allowed in my room after that. But it was crazy because like I was bringing in supplements and I was bringing in Were you um, making the doctors feeding. aware of the supplements and everything? Yes. Okay. I was still breastfeeding. I was pumping. Wow. I was Good for you. Matt fed to him. I was bringing in um, omega-3s. I had my sweet friend uh, bring me uh, Juice Plus to add to the mm-hmm. formula. We did greens. Yeah, yeah. We did, the, we did the fruits and the greens, and we did it all. And, and he's like, well, you know, as Americans, we get all the nourishment we need from our food. Oh, my gosh. He said that. 
And it was crazy because there was this stupid... The obesity of America. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what they wanted to feed him, what the, the, is it the first, the first ingredient is sugar. I'm like, are you kidding me right yeah. now? Stop it. Right. So, and the, this doctor that was following him because he was training mm-hmm. this doctor from India who was amazing. He was lo- he was actually stopped and looked at the supplements. He's like, these are really good omega threes. This is what I give to my parents. Wow. And but he couldn't contradict what sure. he was saying. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, I'm sure he was just sitting there like, I can't believe this guy's saying this. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I had. I, so my respect for doctors went down so much during that period of time. But um, I had another, I was fighting to get hyperbaric oxygen and they, their argument was it's not label use for brain injuries, which is ridiculous. They will give all the other medications they were giving Charlie that were would sedate him. That was off-label use, mm-hmm. and they were giving him a handful of them, but they couldn't give him oxygen yeah. that would that they said would not hurt him. Right. No side effects. That was off-label use, so they could not entertain it. Doesn't surprise us, though. Explain that to me. I don't even understand. Yeah. So I could go off on a tangent like that as well. Yeah. I have. We've had a long journey. Sorry, sweetheart. So anyhow, so we were there for a total of two months. We were released. I think we were released on a Friday, and we we went from there to Rankin Jordan, um, from rank to Rankin Jordan on Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And so then we were there for three months. And I would like to say I had some girls while I was still there. Um, a friend of mine that I'm still friends with, she reached out to a holistic group that I sold chickens to. Aww. And she's like, mamas, you know, can we help this girl? You know, they, I guess they may have gotten together privately. Mm-hmm. And this girl came to me one night. She, she drove there from Illinois. And are we running out? No. Oh, okay. No. She, um, so this girl came from Illinois, and this is kind of a God moment also. She brought, she brought, like, she brought me homemade um, kombucha, Aww. and she brought me, you know, healthy snacks, because they knew that I was, you know, that I was trying to eat well, and, which was ridiculous, I should have eaten everything, because I was <laughs> withering away to nothing, but here I am. I only I can't have that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What's the worst of your concern? I know, right? Isn't that ridiculous? But in my mind, I was like, I was still breastfeeding. So I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. from that point on, I was like, nothing is going in my body that is not going to serve wow. him. It, like, my life is over. It's his. It's just yeah. him. Yeah. And so whatever I can do to help him, it's all him. Mm-hmm. And so anyhow, this lady, she comes and she brings gift cards. And she, she brought me this beautiful necklace. It was, and I should have worn it. It was this beautiful birthstone. It was a blue, a blue, um, blue stone with little diamonds around it. And I'm like, wow, that was really generous. Mm-hmm. And so, she, when she left there, she reached out to the group and she's like, can you guys help her? From there, three um, three chiropractors came and visited, and I had another friend who worked with a um, chiropractor. She prayed over them while they worked on. They had brought like a um, a, like a waiver 
for me saying I won't sue you or anything. Mm-hmm. They they threw it away after that. They were like, no, we need to be here. Yeah. They continued to see Charlie. They each individually saw him three times or once a week. So he was getting wow. three visits a week um, for the remainder of his time in the hospital and mm-hmm. Frank and Jordan, the rehab hospital. But um, that mom, that mom who originally had come from Illinois to tell me, she says, I'm, a, she says, I work with horses. I'm a massage therapist for animals. And I was working with this horse whisperer. Now this went a little crazy to me. <laughs> I have to tell you that I was like, ah, this might sound crazy. But I, at the time I kept doing, um, I would pray and I would ask for confirmation to come in threes. I don't know. I need the neon sign. <laughs> the I, Gideon. I need, I need like, come on. I'm, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> I am not always the most observant. So I really need God to like, yes, yeah. this is okay. So um, she comes to me and she says, I was working with this lady today on a horse. And the horse whisperer could not get the vision of the brown haired little boy out of her mind. She said she wanted me to tell you that his angels are working around you and your family to protect you and to heal him. And I'm just like, wow, that's interesting. Right. I I don't know how to receive that because I'm Baptist. Right. (laughs) You know, we don't do any crazy stuff like that. You know, my my Baptist preacher came to me. Why should we act like God is really among us and the Holy Spirit is here? Why? Well, you know, and I asked my pastor, and he's like, well, you know, Satan disguises himself as white light. So you might want to tread lightly there. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. I Mm -hmm. love him. He's full of wisdom. Right. I'm like, you're right. I want to be cautious. Yeah. So I asked God about it, and I'm like, oh, can you just talk to me about mm-hmm. this? I don't, I want to know. Yeah. So then my neighbor came, the one that had the baby mm-hmm. that had passed away with SIDS and came down to comfort me. She came to me, and she talked about her son, Jacob. Well, he, they're Catholic, and they go to the Catholic school that is next to the hospital, and every time the helicopters would go up and down, they would always pray mm-hmm. for whoever, so whoever you know, was in need. Yeah. And so whenever the night of the accident, he took a video of the helicopter and, and took pictures. She yelled at him later because that is so inappropriate. I can't believe he's like, but I'd never been that close to the helicopters, Mom. <laughs> Well, then he went to show the aunt who had just gone on, like, some papal visit. And she was like, oh, my gosh, did you look at the pictures? She's like, they're full of guardian angels. And she's like, what? And you can see he didn't move the the picture, but he saw these little white lights go across his front. Do they still have the picture? Or yeah, have I you have seen them. I can, I can. Yeah. I have them saved somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think they're on my computer. Yeah. I can send them to you. It's pretty wow. amazing. And so you can see all the the uh, fire trucks and the ambulances and then the lights. And I mean, even me, I'm like, that's a reflection. Like, come on, that's not, that's not angels. But then in my prayer group, somebody, um, somebody wrote about how, or posted this thing about Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, and how you know the healing angels or mm-hmm. something are near is to see green lights. Oh. And I'm like, who wrote that? Is that biblical? Mm-hmm. Listen, I need some straight up Jesus. <laughs> and so I went to church that that Sunday for the first time. And Pastor Matt, it was it was 
I don't know, was it around Easter? I guess it was after Easter. So he was talking about how after Jesus got baptized, and I used to remember it, it might be in Matthew 4.11, don't quote me on that, but whenever, after Jesus got baptized, he went to the desert and was um, tempted for 40 days. And then the angels, attend, he spoke God's word to rebuke Satan, mm -hmm. and then the angels attended wow. him. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll take it, God. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take it. Yeah. The, the angels are working around us to protect us. Well, and, my kids well just, and they are. Now you probably look back to you and like, why didn't I believe, right? right? Like, why am I quenching the spirit yeah. and all of these things? Well, maybe no. when you hear of a horse whisper, <laughs> it makes you yeah, a little yeah. apprehensive. Yeah. Right? I know. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Right. That's just kooky talk, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Everybody has. I mean, gifts. if somebody came with tarot cards, I would be like, "Listen, Linda." Or if they were like coming and like you know, like had the spiritual prayer going on, I would, you know. But in in that case, I would probably just move on and be like, "Oh, that probably was cool. Yeah. All right, yeah, you know." Right? I have to share really quick a story on that. Um, so when we were going through our adoption, it was really hard. That's a whole another story. But I remember I was praying about stuff, the same thing. Like, I was like, God, I have so much, like, on the line. Like, I need confirmation, like, over and over. And um, and the time he kept sharing purple things with me. And, like, I'd, I'd, like, pray about something, and then I'd see purple. And it, like, or, like, lights. It was, like, a confirmation he kept giving me over and over. And then one day in the car, I'm driving, and I just lose it. And I start bawling, and I'm like, maybe... I am crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm sitting here praying for a sign, and um, I'm believing that if I see something purple or a flashing light, that it's a sign from you, and I've just lo completely <laughs> lost it, and I'm a psycho, and right as I'm praying and like literally bawling out loud, like, I am crazy, <laughs> this car, I am not kidding, guys, comes around the corner all purple with purple lights and it's beaten to the music and flashing and it's like the most out decked out purple light up car I could ever see and then I was just like I started cracking up laughing yeah. and I was like okay God he put you mind. in your he put you in your spot real yeah. quick Isn't well that I awesome it I is crazy it. how much we quench the spirit like and this is the thing like we f we fail to go to him in those small things like Lord let me get a good parking spot today because I'm running late like he is among us like at all times. And that's yes. like what we so fail. And I remember times where I would take, there's a couple of videos of Sadie. She's glowing. Literally she's glowing. Um, there's somebody had a prophetic dream about her and I didn't care. I took every one of those. Cause I, Everyone. there was a picture in the hospital before she went back and you could see a cross with the lights. I did not care. Um, but yeah, I, I, and you know, you have to remind yourself too, like God is with me every moment. He's sitting right here with us, you know, and we, we quench the spirit so much. It's sad, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We always try to find a way out. No, please. Like, like Gideon mm -hmm. really, really show me you're here. And he's like, I'm here. <laughs> I, I remember posting in, in the, uh, in, when I was in the hospital and it's funny cause I will read these posts and I'm like, dang, I don't know who posted these. They are like, I'm anointed. Yeah. It's, I can't even believe that I wrote these. Didn't posts. I say that to you, Samantha? I it's have like, some of those. I, I know. I feel like you, and I remember Matt telling me about this, how in your darkest times, you are so close to God. Mm -hmm. There will be a time in your walk where you miss it. Yeah. That anointing and that closeness and that just feeling like, you are so close and being carried. Right. That is just amazing. I remember, like, I forgot to, to mention, after that um, that whole 
all you know the all the negative stuff um, in the hospital. I kind of you know whenever we were preparing to leave to go to the next place, I started resting up, and I knew that I needed to rest up, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why. I just knew I needed rest when I can because I hadn't up until that. I was not taking care of myself. I was like, I need to start resting. And um, I remember praying because I really wanted to get hyperbaric oxygen. And I was like, Lord, you know, do I need to get, get it? And I remember praying out loud, Lord, if I need to get this hyperbaric oxygen, let it let me know i need to know i'm not jumping out of this hospital into a brick wall i cannot handle any more disappointment i cannot handle any anything it has to be you know clear from you so i decided i'm going to take a nap when charlie went to therapy because he was getting therapy while he was there which was awesome and so i took a nap and i woke up to a phone call or no a text from a friend of mine her boss could not stop thinking about who's a chiropractor she could not stop thinking about charlie that day and was just really overcome so she reached out to like her mentor that is a neuro like a a functional neurologist Mm -hmm. and she asked him about hyperbaric and he was like it's not a rush just whenever she can get him he needs to get him one but she doesn't have to do it like right now which honestly, he was wrong, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, but so that was a message. Well, then I had two people back to back call me and tell me they had hyperbaric oxygen chambers for me. Wow. Whenever we got home, mm-hmm. they were going to give me one. Wow. One was a ball, like a professional cardinal. Wow. And one was a previous. Um, like a friend who I had gone to, with her to uh, New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina to help with um, cleanup. And it was that church family that we had blessed. Wow. It was somebody from there that they had all been following and sharing, mm-hmm. and they had a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. So they not had. one, but two. Two. <laughs> and so Did it paid for a third. Yeah. I, I know, right? I know, right? I probably could have. I still don't know, Lori. I don't know. And so it was just so amazing. And I posted after that how I felt like the Israelites, how they're walking around the desert. We need another sign, God. You know, it's not enough that you parted, you know, the river for us. And that you literally fed us from birds. Yeah. Like, like, or like birds. I don't even know. How where did the manna come from? From the sky, you know. And so it's like. Elijah was from birds. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, what in the heck? It's like. I just you know you kind of feel shame am- in those moments a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's like yeah. wow, it's just amazing how right. God really answers. And and people have told me, you know, I don't really, I never see that. And I was like, then you're not paying attention, right? If you pay what, what are you seeking? If you're seeking the Lord, if you're reading His Word, mm-hmm. listening to His music, you know, like you just really is that what you did to yourself. maintain your faith? Oh yeah, I wouldn't let anything. I not, I couldn't listen to anything but. Mm-hmm. Joy FM or yeah. worship music or um, God, you know, it, anything sermons. Mm-hmm. It's the I would I would just have have the Bible playing constantly. Mm-hmm. I, it's the only thing I wanted. It's the yeah. only thing. It was one my life rope. It's very similar in my mm-hmm. situation with Sadie. There is a lot of similarities, yeah. and it's like God. There is that you know. I guess what the Holy Spirit shows you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said that I don't know if I'll ever feel that close with Him. 
on this side of heaven because they, they, again, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. Mm -hmm. And now since then haven't, you know, (laughs) not that I ever want to like have something that hard to go through, you know, you kind of wish you could just have that experience, you know, um, and maybe there's things that I should be doing too in my day to day, even, you know, in the prayer closet. Well, there's that Bible verse in James that always came up during that time. I, I, um, started to get a little bit salty. Well, every time James one verse two, it starts there two through what eight would come up. Uh, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Mm-hmm. You can read the yeah. rest of it. That would just really drive me crazy. It irked I you. Need, I don't need pre- that perseverance. I yeah. don't need to be mature in my faith. I, I'll, I, I'll can hang out. I like milk. Yeah. <laughs> I like milk. <laughs> like, I don't really need it. I don't want to face many trials. Have you ever looked at it as, like, you and Charlie were chosen in a certain way? Yeah. yeah. I told somebody sitting in the PICU, and this is probably when they thought I had lost my mind, <laughs> that I considered it a blessing because I got a front seat to see a miracle. Yeah. I mean, we see miracles all the time. Our children, you know, they are, but wow. I mean, I have a little Lazarus there, you know, I mean, he, he really shouldn't be doing the things that he does. And I mean, it's been an honor to be on the path that I've been on with the moms and dads that have also, walked shoulder to shoulder through this. And you, I know that you've, you know, you've met people along your journey that you, they're like your soul sisters. Oh yeah. You know, you meet a mom that's gone through trials like this and you just know, you Mm -hmm. know each other, you know, Mm -hmm. while your struggles are different, you know, the heart and the struggle. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you, it's just an instant bond. Right. So we've been really blessed in that. Um, and that where we've been able to go and do lots of different therapies and be around, I've networked with other moms, you know, on social media and in private groups. And then we've also joined together at different family. Con- at a, I remember going to a near fatal drowning family conference Wow! Um, for a therapy that we do. And it was like walking up to a family reunion because we'd, we'd followed each other so closely. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking up and hearing, oh, there's Charlie and his mom. And, I, and it was somebody who I had prayed hard for. It was a dad that wears his heart on his sleeve wow. and shares his struggle. I got goosebumps walking up there th- mm-hmm. thinking I was gonna cry. Because yeah. I'm like, this is my family. Nobody can relate to your story. And then I'll go a step further other than somebody that's gone through it. And then I'll go a step further. Nobody can relate to your role as a mother going through that, Mm -hmm. except for another mother that's gone through it for your child, Mm -hmm. because you're facing doctors who should, I I would think of it like children's hospital. They would be full of hope Yeah, that they would want to, you know, pour into you. Right. But that's not the case. They want to tell you the worst case scenario. They want to drug mm-hmm. up your kid and and just tell you to give up because they don't know about the therapies that you're seeking out. Right. 
And so there are studies that it's show sad. that that these these new therapies are working. You know, we do know parents that have taken their children and their children are walking and talking now. Mm-hmm. And it's like I remember in the beginning I wanted to advocate for hyperbaric oxygen in emergency rooms of children's hospital because drowning is one of the top killers of travelers wow and you'll find out that it's a lot of and not always but a lot of them are big families because mm-hmm. it's easy for little ones to slip sure. away any family i Life. mean literally th- just, that could have happened to us i've walked yeah. away when a child's been in the bathtub you know you got i mean yeah. it could have honestly any happened to anyone situation you know i have friends that's children fell in the toilet how are you going to safeguard that one? Right. You know, I mean, right. yes, you can put locks on them. Or um, then you know of some other families that don't watch their kids at all, and somehow those kids make it, but, you know, right? say la vie. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. You know, you just think about, you just look away. There's nothing yeah. I would have done in that situation differently. Yeah. I'm not going to not cook dinner for my family. Right. I'm not going to. And it was a very uh, a low yeah, level. Two foot. Yeah. It was two foot. But there are other kids. I have a mom who, in, in one of the groups, who she uh, brings awareness. She's like, my child drowned, and I was standing right next to him. No way. Because drowning is quiet. Mm-hmm. It's done underwater. There is no, it's not like the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because we played that over and over in our heads, mm-hmm. you know, what would it, could it have been looked like? I think, I mean, and that's where I, I, I pray over my son who didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't see it. Thank God, yeah. um, because I would have that, and I pray for him to be protected because he had seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like our family has been covered and blessed, mm-hmm. and has had favor, just in the way that the community has has rallied around us and supported us. Um, I, I, it's only God. Sure, it's right. only God through them mm-hmm. that 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 can be the way it is. Yeah. And so, and did it take you a while to get to that point? I think it's the natural mom response. If anything happens is what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? Did it take you? How did you get, did you go through that at all? Or did you feel a peace about it? Did you, did you have to go through that that in any regard? I think I've done all of it. Um, and it just depends on the day. Someday I'll be like, no, it was an accident. Other days I'm like, why didn't I wear the baby carrier like I did the day before? I had one it's of my just kids, like such a... Yeah, one yeah. of my kids took a picture of me at the, at the counter chopping mm-hmm. vegetables the day before, after work, and my work clothes with Charlie strapped to my back. Right, yeah. It was a beautiful day the next day. I wanted him to enjoy it. But what would you, you say... Know? I. And, and totally natural. What would you say to the mom that maybe perhaps has just gone through something, whatever it is that holds that guilt? Life what would happens. you say to her? There's not right. a darn thing you could have done. Right. And again, we think yeah. God is sovereign. You got to sometimes step aside and be like, he could have prevented that too. Like yeah. if you really believe in God, you know the truth about he is sovereign and all these yeah. things. And yet you were a faithful daughter even prior to that. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, any mom listening out there, you just... You, you did the best yeah. you can. We are all yeah. doing the I've best had, we can. You know, I've, I've seen both sides. I've seen where um, parents will get mad. Really, if God's sovereign, then why in the mm-hmm. heck did he let, allow this to happen? But why does God allow anything bad to happen? Right, right. You know, he yeah. gives us free Nobody's will. immune, yeah. You know, sometimes the bad things happen in our life because we make bad choices. 
but sometimes I mean it's just straight up an accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a single person in this world that would have wanted that to happen. Of course not. Yeah. Right. Right. So I mean, there's and no there's way. not a single person that living a life as a mom couldn't have had a possibility of something bad happening. Well, right. Absolutely. I mean, we all do. Like how many moms right. have cooked dinner? Right. Oh, yeah. I would all of right. them. Like you, yeah. you just look away for two seconds right. and it can happen. You know, and it and it doesn't matter, you know, I've got friends that are very wealthy that it happened to and mm-hmm. I've got fr- friends. Doesn't that discriminate, are does it? Yeah, it doesn't discriminate. You know, accidents happen. And I think it's just how you deal with them with the accidents that will define how do you know others that have not dealt with it as well as you have and could you put a finger on why um i i would say lack of faith maybe Mm -hmm. you know i i follow one family and i don't know if they even have their children anymore and i mean i don't want to talk about other Mm -hmm. families but i've seen i've seen some people do different things um my my good friend and um and a good friend of mine and i that have met through therapy uh, we were talking yesterday, and you know, this is a a question that you ask yourself all the time: Do I pursue? How much do I pursue, or continue to pursue therapy? And at what point do I accept where we are, and just make life comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, because we've got friends in our groups that they've moved on. And they do family things. They do trips with friends. We're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. We want to be there eventually someday. Um, but, I mean, our son requires a nurse. And so getting away would be, it would be quite it's an really undertaking. Really hard. Um, we've applied, I've applied multiple times to, like, um, Make-A-Wish Foundation or Dream Factory. And for whatever reason, we don't qualify and there's a little saltiness there. Yeah. Don't right. even get me started right. on that. Like, yeah. I'm going to not be sarcastic here. I'm just going to cut that off. Because <laughs> I could. No, Why but, does this person But that's no, like, keep going. That's Share real, your you feelings. Know? Like, we've, we've seen families that have gone right. through really short struggles. Sadie had and, a make-a-wish trip, yeah. and I would say her situation in comparison. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, wow, they can talk, and... Mm-hmm. Excuse me, wipe their own butts. Woohoo! Let's yeah. celebrate that. Like right. that's amazing. I'm just, I'm, yeah. you know, nobody plans to change diapers for a nine-year-old, mm-hmm. um, but here I am. And so um, I don't understand their process. I really don't understand that process. And I know lots of parents that have gotten denied. It's just like, what? Who? Who? What? Who's approving? No. Why does Would it have to like- be a strict like for Sadie's? It was like within two years of a life altering disease. So like within two years of chemo, but again, like what you're saying is there's not a board to like let exceptions come through. Yeah. We, we, I was always told that, um, he had to be able to ask for the the trip or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well we'll wait and see what he likes. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to drag him along to something he doesn't want to go to. So he can, Oh, I guess we could, bounce into that like what can you do now he can say answer yes or no questions and like wow. i'll ask him do you want to watch this or do you want to watch that did you have a good day did you have a bad day uh-huh. um he can read words he can he knows his alphabet he knows um how to do simple math wow he um 
you know, he's funny. He's hilarious. Like, he loves, okay, the show. This is almost embarrassing. Like, his favorite show is Big Bang Theory. No, that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I think it's the voices, maybe. He will laugh. He will laugh so hard at the Big Bang Theory. So we watched the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you know, we never watched it before, but we had a nurse that liked it. Yeah. And so so we noticed after she left <laughs> that whenever it would be on, that he would laugh. So we're like, okay. So we sing the beginning of it, and he laughs. Which I would say you'd have to have a good intelligence to be able to have adult humor like that at nine right? years old, you know? I, and, and he's watched it for years. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Uh, but, I mean, he has a really good sense of humor. He will laugh at the appropriate spots. I don't understand that. Um, but so, I mean, yeah, he'll high-five you until... You get done until you get tired high five. <laughs> Can they um, have they done tests to see where he's at? Like if he or is I it should, I should. But they but they would tell you you're going to be able to tell us more about more about where he's at than the test can tell. The test is just a picture of his brain. Yeah. Um, there is there is a therapy that in a perfect world I'd be able to take him to. But the therapy costs $55,000 for a month oh without, that does not include travel to Mexico to get it. And I've had families that, that have gone to go do it and they've seen amazing, like life altering changes um, that they didn't see prior to the therapy. And in that therapy, they do an MRI and they show you where the damage is, and then they put your child into the MRI machine, and they will pinpoint with with safe radio waves, um, they will pinpoint that part of your child's brain uh, to help promote um, growth. Wow. And then they do that for an hour, for I think it's like 20 or 30 days straight, and then at the end of the month, they do another MRI, and they show you what changes wow. they've made. And I've had, you know, several families. I belong to a group now. There's a group for everything. Mm -hmm. um, I belong to a group now that, that has done that. Um, there's a lot of promise there. There's another functional neurologist that they say, to, you don't want to go to see him. I've seen him. When I went to see him in Austin, um, and I want to say 2019, 2020, maybe, um, no, 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 it was right before COVID. So it was 2019. It was at the beginning of it. Um, we went and saw him. It was $5,000 a week to see him, not including therapy. Now it's $7,000 and people say, you don't want to go to see him for less than two weeks because mm -hmm. it's, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. And so, because it's so good. And they have so many things that they do with them that you really want to keep that momentum going before you can really see something. Um, I've got a friend of ours that had, she went down there for two months, and her son is walking and talking and learning how to read. So Charlie is in a wheelchair? He is, is in a wheelchair. Okay. He's technically a nonverbal quadriplegic. That's his diagnosis. Um, he, he is, I mean... To be around Charlie, you 
you will definitely see his like for any extended period of time you will see his personality come through he's got lots of little buddies at school that greet him mm -hmm. and he is just a joy he is always happy like sometimes he'll be tired like if he's had a long day i do a lot of therapy with him driving back and forth that's kind of what fundraising helps with it pays for you know our expenses traveling back and forth and then also the additional therapies that are not covered by insurance um, because I, I cannot work a full-time job of course here I am I can't work a normal full-time job um, without losing his insurance and also with I wouldn't be able to because I get fired for appointments or oh, sickness sure. I'm, right. I'm, I would not be able to consistently work okay so there's that so but, how uh, Sure. What is he doing on the day to day? And then what, what do you guys typically do on the year? I know you do fundraising for his therapy. So what does that look like? And how do you fit it all in? How do you keep up with it? I'm a lunatic. Um, so he goes to school regularly. I take him out of school on, um, on Wednesdays for therapy. He does speech. He does um, OT. Sometimes he'll do physical therapy also during those days as well. And then we go see a chiropractor. That's every Wednesday. I used to do it multiple times a week, but then I, I started, I did go back to work for myself. Um, but so I'm, I have less time to do the therapy. Whenever we travel, we go to Arizona to do stem cell therapy and then also um, movement therapy. Um, also known as ABM, the Anat Banyil method. Um, another therapy that we would like to do, and I would do that for a week at a time. There's no use in going for less than a week if you're going to do that. Um, another therapy we've done, um, we've gone to intensive therapy in Orlando, which is um, MNRI, with, which is Moscatova Neurosensory Reflex Integration. Um, that one's a big one. Um, Dr. Winchester does DNS, which I slaughter the name of that dynamic neuro if you just say it with confidence nobody will know i yeah. know neuro stabilization oh don't cut that out <laughs> no i he'll be so mad at me i should know that dr winchester has been so faithful and Aww. has been so good to us that i should know i should I should be a chiropractor by now <laughs> with, with as many visits that he has seen Charlie for literally eight years, Aww. seven, seven, eight years now. Mm -hmm. Well, his accident, the, the, okay, it's seven years. His accident was 2016. So it's coming up on the eight year mark. And so, yeah, when he started seeing Charlie, the picture looked a lot different than it is now. Have I ever showed you those pictures? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it up while we're talking, but but yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining. But um, but yeah, so we we see him regularly, and um, yeah, we do a lot of different therapies. So it's it's um, that alone is a full, can be a full time job, and I never feel like I can do enough because you can sure. do stuff at home too. You can do hyperbaric oxygen, which we have that, and now that's at Doctor Winchester's office. So we. Can so do how do you there. balance it? Like for another mom listening out there, because we mm -hmm. see you as like, oh, Nancy's happy and chipper, full of energy, all these things. Like, how is there? Um, have you learned things along the way, or tips and tricks that you could give other moms that maybe feel like they lost themselves, they can't keep up, or overwhelmed? And I'm highly caffeinated. <laughs> um, I I can't say that. 
you're never going to do anything 100%. So, you know, every time you're doing something really well, something else is, there is a balance. And so it's just trying to, trying to give everything a little bit of attention <laughs> through the week. You know, I, I hear recently, I think this year I am learning to settle down in the evenings and spend time with my husband. We sit at the table together and we'll play cards mm-hmm. in the evenings. It's just that conversation, making time to have those conversations is really, really an important part of the balance because I can tell by his demeanor or his attitude toward me if I'm making him a priority or not. He, True. you know, what are his priorities? He doesn't really care as much about the housework as I do. And so whenever I'm off in the other room folding laundry, I could be with him work, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I could be folding it next to him, maybe. Right. And giving him attention and doing that. Sure. Like last night I sat with my laptop next to him at the kitchen table, and, um, and, and I worked on my price list for our business while I texted you, <laughs> and, and, but I also talked to him about, Mm-hmm. You know what's going on in the world today, yeah. or what's going on in his world, because he's got his own business and that he works with our sons. And so, you know, I'm trying really hard to make him the top priority, mm-hmm. and then everything else under that. Yeah. So it's God. You know, right. I'm, I'm praying all day long. I just knocked that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm praying all the time. So I mean, I can pray while I drive. Uh-huh. I, you know, I pray whenever I get up. Okay, what do I have to do today? Help me. Help me get this stuff done today, Lord. You know, just show me what I need to do while I'm doing it. Um, and then and then my husband and my marriage, which that hasn't always been the case. And, and we've suffered for it. And then from that, then the, the kids and my job. Mm-hmm. And so if I get those things in order, it's easier to, to find the balance and... It's good. And to find yourself in a happy place. It's whenever the business goes above all of them and I'm working too much, everybody's going to be grumpy. You're speaking to us for sure. Yeah, or sometimes with my husband, I feel like if I'm doing the house stuff um, and doing all these things, like I'm, I'm doing it for him because I'm like, okay, I'll just do the laundry Same. again. But it's not, it's not, he doesn't see that. It's just like, it was a revelation like last week that I was like, oh, he doesn't see any of this. Like Samantha and Deli, they were talking about like preparing the plates for their husbands. I was like, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was thinking about it. Like I do all these things. I feel like I'm doing it for him, but it's not directly. So he's not probably seeing it. So mm-hmm. the night of the accident, I was preparing a meal everybody and I thought that was the important thing I should have been outside with my kids and oh that's them. crazy yeah I should have been outside and I mean I, I was it was whenever I came back from the hospital I didn't cook for a long time and still I don't cook as much because my husband's an amazing cook and before before the accident we would sit down every night and have dinner mm-hmm. that was important um and afterwards, it just wasn't as important, which I, you know, we try to still make it mm-hmm. an effort to get at the table, you know, and I, my, my 23 year old will come home and we'll have dinner. It helps that we love his fiance and, uh, and 
if she asks for anything from my husband <laughs> to be cooked, it's going to get cooked. Oh, that's <laughs> it's sweet. so sweet. Well, and your husband's helping you too yes. by, by cooking. Yes. And I hear he's a good cook. And that's something that was neat that he took on yes. for you. Yes, yeah. I mean, everybody's different. And, you know, it's so easy to say, here's the formula. Do it like this. Mm-hmm. You know, follow this blueprint to a happy life. But... The problem with that is each person is going to bring each qualities to everybody's different. Every marriage is is as different as the two people coming together to make it. Mm -hmm. You have a different history. You have a different history. And so do your husbands. And they all have different ideas. And so, you know, I, when I found out young, it was funny. I, whenever I was real young, I was complaining to a wiser friend about, somebody's relationship how oh she doesn't appreciate the fact that he does laundry can you believe that and it was so funny like in her in her silent wisdom she just waited for me to shut up and kind of love her and she was like well you know every marriage is as different as the people in them and I was just like shut up and so wise and I'm just like wow you're right. <laughs> Shut up, you dumb young girl. You don't know anything. <laughs> Quit worrying about other people. You just worry about yourself. And so you stay in your lane. You do your own thing. You take care of your individual family because there's no, there's no, you know, there's no formula that right. You can't that really fixes compare everybody. There's nothing to compare. You know, yeah. you really can't. There's no apples. Yeah. We're all different fruit. <laughs> Since we're um, talking about marriages, is there, um, you know, statistically having a very ill child, you know, what it's in the upper 90s for getting a divorce, if I yeah. haven't misquoted. And <laughs> there we go with, I'm not, sorry, Jonathan. We keep saying quotes, but we have no um, sources. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But, um, anyways. Uh, we know that marriages suffer. And like you said, and I was there too, you, you're hyper-focused on the kid that needs you or the person in the family that needs you the most. You just go there. It's a natural thing. So is there, and I know we said we could maybe do a whole another podcast on this, but is there something that you could share of advice for women out there that not only is their child suffering and they're suffering right alongside with them, but they feel like their marriage is falling apart? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, been there, done that. I mean, I definitely... I feel like I'm the learner that has to do everything the wrong way <laughs> before I learn the right way. And I definitely put my focus in the wrong areas. Even with family members that were getting really upset that they had to find out information on Facebook. But I felt like that was the easiest way to reach people was to make a big post of this is what's going on at this moment check back in another moment things will change they'll flip-flop you know in the matter of a second whenever your kids in the picu you just don't know what's coming next and so um i found a lot of comfort with those online groups but i needed to find the comfort of course with the lord he was what he was carrying me so that was not a problem but with my husband i needed to minister to him and i did not do that and i regret that that was my biggest regret, was not making him the top priority. Um, but I think I could only see out of this small tunnel, which Charlie was the center of, mm-hmm. and 
I couldn't see anything beyond that. And it was just my heart, my, my hurt, my, you know, that I would, you know, I would share these things in these groups because my husband didn't have time for the day to day because he was moving. I thought I was doing him a favor by not troubling him with all the details. And maybe I was, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that I guess I could ask him that. <laughs> that might be important to ask him that. That, um, but you know, we went through some really, really hard times, and we got it wrong. And you know, the you know, I dealt I dealt with things the wrong way, and it, and our marriage suffered for it. And I'm sure he could look back in hindsight, say the same oh, thing, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, you take it, you take your pain off out on the people that you love and that are the closest to you, and. And you take each other for granted, and you're not thankful for for just each other like you should be. And and I think that's the good. This I, we're in a sweet spot now where we're looking back, and and I can say to him, like I just said to him recently, I wish we had gotten along this well, this well, all along. You know, we had the we had like you know what is it? We had the good foundation, maybe we had, but we didn't really. We didn't always do well mm-hmm. in that area. We fought about ridiculous things and uh, took, took you know, our stress out on each other. And, and we, I think I allowed Satan and the secular world. It's like I made him the enemy in my mind mm-hmm. because he wasn't living up to what I thought he should be doing. I probably wasn't either, mm-hmm. and and so he. I made him in my mind the enemy, and my friends were my my allies, and he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get in these little clusters with your friends. Yeah. And he did this today. What did your husband do today? And then you know, right. or he has no idea what it's like X Y Z. Yeah, what it's like to be me. And you're right, girl. Yeah, you know, it's right. Like, Ugh. Really matters what kind of friends you have, though, too, it in those times. Really does. And, I mean, I, and these are godly friends mm-hmm. that mean well. And, and maybe, I don't know, I just, yeah. It, it, I feel like I'm coming from a, a, a place now where I, I, I know I own my regrets and, I can, and I'm correcting my behaviors. And so I'm making him a priority and seeing his humanness and seeing his hurt. It helps to mm-hmm. talk to, you know, I, I, I went to a therapist who's a friend of mine and, um, now she is. And I mean, I mean, we knew each other before, but not on this level, but I was like, I would tell her about, Oh, he's so hostile and he's so angry. And she's like, but what's underneath that anger? What hurt? What's the root of that anger? Because anger is an easier, um, an easier emotion to display rather than deep hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, probably right there. That's probably, that probably smart. <laughs> Maybe he's not the bad guy after all. And it was like I needed somebody to be like, wait a second, what's his side of this? What is he seeing? You know, and and I've seen, I've heard people talk about how, you know, men are, you know, yeah, look at these men, like, the boy in them, like the hurt yeah. boy. In As them. if they were your son. Did you say that at one point? Mm-hmm. Somebody said like, think about your husband. I, as I a... had said, you're, I was like your brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. 
somebody said it like think about like one of your sons right now because we all have sons dating you and I was like dang <laughs> if you think of it that way that, that's really I yeah. mean because yeah the mama bear right I would kick my own butt <laughs> the mama bear and me would right. take me out back and have a stern talking to me see if you look at it at, yeah it's powerful absolutely and yeah. I mean it's important that we don't get up on this high horse like oh look at me right I'm, you know I'm the real mother and I, I yeah. made this homemade you know meal right. for you which but if you're not taking care of your husband mm-hmm bitterness is going to start growing. It's what's the best thing you can do for your kids. You show them a good marriage. You have that strong um, core family that sticks together. Absolutely. And we have absolutely stuck together in some rough stuff. Like I said, we've done everything the wrong way. (laughs) Like at least twice (laughs) to learn from our messy, messy mistakes. And so, you know, I, I just, you just, if you can come out the other side, you're doing all right, you know. And so it's like God hold willing. hands, weather the storm. The the sunshine or the the light at the end of the tunnel will come if you just have faith and you mm-hmm. stick with it. Yeah, I remember hearing, you know, how people that divorce um, and remarry they end up in the same relationships pretty much. Mm-hmm. But if they stick it out, in five years they'll be happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean. You're talking, you know, this is your life partner. This is your testimony. You're, yeah, this is true. Yeah, absolutely. In your case, this is your life partner. And I think we get, we get so stuck on the daily that we don't think of what message are we sending for life? Mm -hmm. Like whenever you're at the other end of this, do you want to be looked at as the nagging wife or the supporting wife? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the wife that builds up your husband or tears him down? And I really hope you want to build him up. Right. And, and if you're building him up, there's a really good chance he's going to build you up too mm-hmm. because he's going to feel that. Yeah. And so that's where... I think we're, I think my husband and I are at that point right now. And it's really cool. Like he laid down in bed the other night and he's like, I'm just really glad that you didn't give up on me. Wow. And I'm like, wow, I don't even know who you are. I would never, never have imagined that Mm -hmm. we would be in that spot. Like two, just even two years ago, Mm -hmm. I would never imagined that we would have been to that point. So it's crazy. We really haven't touched on the showing up piece. You know, uh, if, if, if you feel like people, uh, did show up and you did talk about many examples like the church and people coming and, you know, even your friends or the necklace and all those things, the chiropractors, all, all of that. But were there times where, um, people that you knew that should have been there, like maybe failed in showing up? Um, I did have, I mean, I mean, I talked about like all the, the highlights. Um, it is way more fun talking about them. There were some hard, there was some hard hurtful times where I would, you know, where I needed my friends and the friends that I thought would have been there were, had just completely disappeared. Um, and they couldn't show up and, and in way, I mean, some of them just chose to step away and they could have shown up mm-hmm. and, and they just chose a different route. And that was the ones that hurt the most um, I remember struggling with, uh, I mean, I re- we struggled. We really, really struggled whenever Charlie came home because 
this was a brand new life to adjust to having a child that is fully dependent on you 24 hours a day, still neurostorming. You know, I was I had to learn how to be a nurse. I had to learn to um, to do his blood pressure, to read it. And I had to, you know, I had to do all the things and give him medications around the clock every eight hours. And I mean, these were medications that you had to. I mean, we slowly weaned him off those. Praise God for that. Um, but it was a process because the withdrawal symptoms were worse than his original, uh, you know, symptoms that he was taking the medication for. So it's like we had to, I mean, it was a very slow process. And so we were exhausted and we were struggling and we were saying things to each other that should never, ever be said, but it was just in hurt and (laughs) sleep deprivation and depression. And I remember reaching out to a friend and, uh, and sharing with her the struggle and how I just wondered sometimes if it was easier if we weren't there anymore. Wow. And she's like, you should really talk to somebody about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I am. I'm talking to somebody <laughs> that, that. And she left and went to a party. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and I, I just. posted it all over Facebook. And I just sat there crying. Wow. Like, and if you weren't already at a low and hurt, how much more did that compound yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, that was. She posted like what you had said. No pictures of no her having pictures fun at the party. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, I was yeah. like, wow. Like she tagged you. No. Okay. okay. I don't. No. 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 I, I shared her on the phone. I would say that's what hurt the most. There was a there was a one person in particular, a friend that really really didn't show up, and I just still shocks me to this day. But you know, yeah. it's between her and God, and then another many instances where I was having such a low, it was like word vomit is just going to come out of me about like what just happened to me two weeks ago with Sadie. And, you know, because again, people don't really go there with you. They don't really ask you questions or act like they care. There was many instances where people would just be like, Oh, that stinks. Okay, Johnny, pick your ice cream color. Oh my gosh, it's getting cold in here. And I'd be sitting there like, number one, you idiot. Why even open your mouth? But like, I would have been like, I'm buying the round of ice cream. What do I need to do for you? I'm following you to your house. I'm going to clean it. You know, like, yeah. it's just interesting mm-hmm. how bad that can hurt, though. Like, oh, my, oh, you're on fire? Right. Oh, good luck with that. Yes, I'm going to go party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, where's the hose? Right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think people do what they can do. They show up the way they can. And, I mean, everybody has reasons. You know, I mean, we were in a really toxic situation right now. Or right then, I mean, mm-hmm. we're fantastic now. I mean, but I mean, we were in a really toxic situation, and not everybody has a stomach for that. I, you know, I get it. Yeah, that you know, they didn't know what to say not or do. Everybody is yeah. equipped for that, and I could, I could absolutely be that person because I say stupid things all the time. I could tell you a list <laughs> of stupid things I have said. <laughs> I think about them in bed at night. Sing frequently. And high fives and all kinds of other things. It's like, oh my gosh. And I mean, the list goes way back. <laughs> and so I could be that person, you know. I, pr- I, I hope that I, that I, weigh my words a little bit more now like that like I said Mm -hmm. in the beginning that verse help me say things that are uplifting Mm -hmm. that benefit those that hear it or you know benefit from it um that I really I really take that verse to heart um but yeah there I mean there were people that showed up in so many ways and and yeah there were disappointments along the way I mean it 
it, we were struggling with a new, new, mm -hmm. a child that we really didn't know how to take care of. Or people would say, you know, let us know if you need anything. I'm like, I don't know what mm -hmm. I need. I have no idea what I need. I just know when I need it and nobody's there. So what, what is your advice? So somebody that now you're, you can look back, what is actually some of the things that people could have done to help or showed up differently? Or like, for example, Samantha came to me and she's like, here's a list of three things I'm doing. At least one of them you choose, like looking back, or if somebody's going through a really hard situation with their child, what could, what would have helped you? You know, it would have really been nice if somebody had just come over to spend time with us. Yeah. Because we were alone in the silence. Because you're taking, uh, whew, who knew this would get upsetting? Aww. But you're taking the center of our family, the joy. Like, you know, mm -hmm. what 15 year old or 15 month old, not 15 year old. <laughs> they are not a joy. No. <laughs> they are not. That's another topic. <laughs> but what 15 month old isn't the joy of a house? Right. You know, you're taking that. And now he's silent. Mm -hmm. And that silence is so deep in the Torture. House. And so it's like, what are we going to do with this new, new? We mm -hmm. have no idea. And no one that you even know has walked through that. Yeah. So it's not like you can even phone a friend. Like if yeah. you have like a yeah. newborn or something, you're like, I don't know what to do. Like you don't know anyone. You're just out in the wilderness. Yeah. So that's where I suck. I suck? I seeked. Sought. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We are keeping that in. Thank you very much. I'm like, wait a second. That's not even a word. So I sought it out. Thank you for the English lesson. I should read a book now. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I am going to write that book. I always tell my son, you need you to go should. read a book. <laughs> Learn some more words. But uh, anyhow, so I sought out. Um, community on Facebook, you know, in, in, in my mama's groups, in my special needs groups, there's near fatal drowning groups there. I mean, we created groups, you know, the, the, the ladies that were in my community that we had gone to the MNRI in, um, Orlando, they started a group that's a natural healing group. Wow. Um, we belong to so many now that, but, it, but I went from you know seeking out the relationships in my community to like this phone mm -hmm. so i would get sucked into this and i'm in my own world here but the people around me are suffering and so that's where i i wish i'd had people come to me and learn charlie mm -hmm. because i still haven't really had People come, I mean, I have nurses that are paid to learn, to learn Charlie. I never had the friends that weren't scared of the situation right. and know, oh, I'm not a nurse. I don't, I don't have the ability. I'm not a nurse, but I right. now have the ability to take care of him. Mm -hmm. So we don't have the ability to go away on a weekend because we never had a family member or a, I mean, we had people that were willing maybe, but they're also really busy. Mm -hmm. So like they might be willing if they have the second, but they don't really have the time and everybody has busy lives. So, you know, it takes the perfect person to a make the time mm -hmm. to learn Charlie to, you know, so that's hard. And that's yeah. echoed throughout all of our family, our, all of the special needs communities. There's, 
it's very rare. And maybe some, you know, I always thought that I would start a nonprofit someday, being able to um, help families like ours. And maybe that's it someday, is mm-hmm. to create a community of supporters right. so <laughs> these special needs families can get away right. from, or, or even get away with their child, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Like my husband and I have not been away together since we had Charlie, wow. like in the hospital, literally in the not even room. probably like a night, right? No. Not even a night. Uh-uh. Not even a night. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. we haven't had a chance. That's eight years since. I mean, Charlie's nine now. We haven't had a break since that. And I mean, our break is so we do, we sell beef. Um, he has a we have a farm, and my family they raise um, cattle, and we sell them for beef. Our break is when we do beef deliveries. We we drive an hour away to meet our customers, and then we have a day date. So mm-hmm. we go out to eat. He he's a foodie, mm-hmm. so we go to you know a wide variety of restaurants. And uh, since he's a good cook, it's really hard to impress him. So we go to nice <laughs> restaurants, and we'll go shopping, or you know we'll go to the spice shop that mm-hmm. he, we like in St. Charles, and mm-hmm. you know we'll go to different you know things, do different things, and that's our time away yeah and we really look forward to those yeah so and I mean there was a time where I would do that on my own and I would just talk to friends while I did the deliveries mm-hmm. and so um while he worked or he you know took care of the kids but now th- those are our day dates because we always have a nurse on those dates mm-hmm. that stays with Charlie so wow. any thoughts or final Mustard seed, just real quick. You can just share what you do here and, sure. you know, whatever. Okay. So um, so with Charlie's events, so we, we do fundraisers. And with the events, we always use the mustard seed. I have a sweet friend or two friends that started the mustard seed in, like, 2019. And it is a small party venue that um, you can have different. I mean, it's really a blank canvas that you bring your party to. Um, they offer the tables and chairs, and then um, and then you can have showers. Here's an adorable, adorable, adorable. <laughs> it really is adorable. Building. Yeah. I'm creating words now. <laughs> Look that one up. <laughs> but uh, they also rent tables and chairs out, and so we would use their service whenever we have an outdoor event during the summer. We would use their tables and chairs for a, an event we had. Well, then I knew one of the owners had moved. And I was like, wait a second, what's happening? So I text her and I'm like, girlfriend, you're in Colorado. How? What's happening with the seed? She says, well, I'm going to have to either sell it or close it and just, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not going to be any longer. I'm like, whoa, we need you. Wait a second. <laughs> so I tell my good friend, uh, Terry Lynn, I'm like, oh, what are we hey, you know, what do you think about this? And she says, well, that's a no-brainer. I'm like, really? Okay, <laughs> let's, well, well, let's meet with this gal. So we start looking at it, and, I'm, and we're looking at this option, and I'm like, do you think we should run this? I mean, is this something that two, like, moms of, I mean, our, she's got two children that were getting married or, mm-hmm. you know, going to get married. I've got one that's going to get married on this coming year. And uh, is it something that would be good for empty nesters to do? Like this, I think this looks like it's going to be a potential. Like mm-hmm. the, maybe we could do this. And 
And if I have a doctor's appointment, it's okay because nobody can fire me. I mean, that's, right. that's kind of, that's <laughs> nice. And so if I'm letting somebody down, it's not going to be somebody who's going to yell at me because it's me. So, well, I do yell at myself sometimes, but that's another story. That's a different, that's yeah. a different, that's a different podcast. Um, and so we start, you know, we kind of start working it um, here, you know, just training and then praying about it. And I went to a Bible study with her, and it was so awesome. It was um, with Priscilla Shire, and don't ask me the title, I don't remember, but I know that I had done this this Bible study before, and it was, it was one that she revamped. And in the beginning of it, she says, open up, your bo- up, open up your book, and in the front page, write down your prayer requests. So I write down mustard seed, just, you know, that mustard seed. I know what that means. So then as the weeks progress, you can see how God answered your prayers. So, um, so I close the book, and then I look across the table, and I see this girl. Um, and I look, and she's wearing a necklace that has uh, mountains on it. I'm like, oh, I love mountains. I was like, you know, because we go to Arizona for therapy, and I'm drawn to them. You know, there's the Bible births about the, you know, about it, faith can move mountains. And she, she, she grabs it, she says, and she holds it up to me. She says, oh, it's a mustard seed. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And so she pulls up the link and, sh- and sends it to me of where I can order, you know, this little necklace charm. And, and so then she disappears and, you know, goes to the bathroom or something. And she, while I'm looking it up, she comes back and she sets a box in front of me. And she says, here, I ordered extras. And so she gave me this mustard Aww. seed necklace. So they have the same one. Oh, isn't that cute? There's even one with an ocean that talks about how you can go through waters. And anyhow, and so first you thought the original, like just her wearing the mustard seed necklace was a sign. And yeah. then God knew you were Nancy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> She's in the bathroom. She's like, dang it. Okay. <laughs> Here's the Here necklace. is the mustard seed. <laughs> so now I have a couple to give out to my friends. And once, you know, once the business is actually ours, I'll send one to the previous owner just because I'm lazy and I haven't gotten around to it. But Aww. I mean, wheels are in motion. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we are going to buy it. We are expanding it. You know, uh, we're going to offer um, like day of event planning. And um, I'm sure we're going to have an event planning. here soon enough. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're learning that it about how whenever you're a business owner, you kind of don't actually make money. <laughs> and, and people that know, know, um, at least not at first. And so we're trying to be creative right now on how we can revamp things and actually make money. Because my husband's like, you know, I don't have any hobbies that mm-hmm. I'm away with for 40 hours a week <laughs> and uh, don't make money at. He's like, so you need to... Re- well, so, part of your issue, you know, we know you, you're like, oh, you know what? I'll, we'll donate the event to you. You've already said to us, we're like, no, if we're coming, we're paying, sister. Know, but that's right? part of your issue is you're <laughs> donating. money, Nikki. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know right? like, I disagree. <laughs> I, know. I mean, 
I was told a long time ago, whenever we were in Katrina, I was like, we need to pay to have all these people's trash taken away. And this lady's like, you would make a really good millionaire because you would just give it all away. I'm right. like, I really would. Let's do it. Right. Like, somebody give me a million dollars so I can like donate right. it all. First, you might need to take a weekend trip with your husband. I know, then- right? So here at the Mustard Seed, it's in local downtown Troy, cutest little place, cutest venue. So weddings, baby showers, even after funeral events, things like that. um, Work parties. We've had some really interesting events. We want to add some some events to it, but I I can't really talk about that yet. But there will be tickets sold and food will be involved. And um, hopefully it'll actually make some money. Lastly, I know you have a big fundraiser coming up in March. Would you like to share about that? We have an upcoming fundraiser. It's a music trivia. Because, I mean, who doesn't love, like, different eras of music? I love music. Uh, Charlie loves music, too. And um, it's going to be at the local um, Casey Hall here in Troy. There's, I guess, we sell seats. It's eight, um, or tables. It's a $160 table. $20 $20 a person. Um, they offer, there will be like a cash bar there that you can pay to get drinks. Typically with um, trivia nights, they it's a fun part of it is bringing in your own food and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like your own party within the party. It's like, oh, hey, look at those people over yeah, there. Right. <laughs> you know, and I like that part. Um, I'm terrible, honestly, at, at uh, trivia, but I really just like to enjoy my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, hey, we get to hang out and no pressure. Um, but, uh, you know, some people will dress up like different, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, music. Oh, yeah. Artists. I know our MCs will, that we never know what they're going to dress up as. So there will be probably a photo booth there. We'll have silent auction, different games to play. And, it, it you know, like different, um, I don't know, like 50-50. And, I mean, we do all sorts of different, you know, typical mm-hmm. trivia yeah. night games. I'm not very good at plugging this, am I? <laughs> no, I mean, this is what moms do for their kids. You know yeah. that he it has a need and... I know, I remember you saying year, year after year, you're surprised by people that show up and the funds that are blessed to him yes. and your family. And I think yeah. that's incredible. And, and the really cool thing is that we've been able to also give back through those funds to mm-hmm. whenever needs are presented. Wow. And I just hope people trust me enough to be okay oh, with girl, that. Oh, girl, of course. <laughs> yeah. I think anyone hearing your situation is... And that's also, I learned, uh, you know, to take the blessings. We had our GoFundMe yes. for Sadie and we had many trips to Philly and I would get guilty. I, I'd feel so guilty. One uh, birthday, my husband bought me a, like a $50 watch and I was like, who am I to accept money and actually get myself some like yes. kind of still cheap watch? And I felt yes. so guilty or I was like, we were trying to eat healthy. I was nursing her too. It's a very similar story. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't even eat sugar anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go to the more expensive Mexican restaurant and I'd feel so guilty. But yes being the friend, the friend would be like, the true friend would be like, you use it to whatever you need in that moment, and we trust you. It, it is, you know, we, and I've always been one to do without, I mean, your kids have everything, and you know, you don't have anything. <laughs> it's just, it's just, welcome to motherhood. <laughs> and so, and there, I will not judge any mom that, that, is, that is, that has the ability to put herself, you know, forward. And to, to put make herself a priority because that's necessary. You know, don't do don't be overindulgent. You know, there's definitely ways to do that. And yeah. I'm not I'm not here to judge anybody on whichever side of the fence you fall. But yeah, we it is 
I'm very, very, um, I feel the pressure of not doing a lot of flashy things because I want people to know that I am a good steward with their money and it is going toward Mm -hmm. what, you know, we say it's going toward and, you know, I mean, but it's crazy because, holy cow, do you know how much diapers cost? Wow. Like we buy cases at a time Mm -hmm. and it's just like, oh, oh, wait a second. I did not realize that that was going to be a thing that that I would have to buy or like liquid vitamins that, that you have to buy monthly and it's like mm-hmm. holy cow these little things toothettes so that we don't i mean we don't just use a, a toothbrush we use a toothette which it's like a sponge mm-hmm. you have to buy cases of those at a time those like the medical things that add up for a special needs child you just never think about yeah and i just thank god for for amazon mm-hmm. i wonder sometimes what the bankers think when they see see his account because I'm like they're thinking oh she's shopping no I promise I'm not the, the what comes out of when I, I pay my stuff out of my mm-hmm. account his right. stuff out of his account it is weird but then I also save up for these really expensive mm-hmm. yeah. therapies and I mean we have to be tight with our money and it's just like, you don't, you don't really have a choice. And so and that's just another element you could talk about too. You know, like, right? like you said, you feel guilty if you want to get these shoes, you know, that yeah. just one pair of shoes or get your nails done, heaven forbid. Or like I you know, said, right? having to just be conscious mm-hmm. about the I'm budget. I'm a thrift store kind of girl. I love it. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning into one. <laughs> right? It's crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It, it, there is a whole nother like realm of satisfaction when you can go and Deal. really save some money on some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now Charlie, he doesn't get thrift. St- well, he does get thrift store stuff. That once mm-hmm. upon a child, that's another story. But yeah, yeah. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart and just all of the details with us. I know that this podcast is going to help so many um, women going through this or knowing someone that is going through this, and to be able to just show up and to just have awareness of what it really you know all entails um but before we close out the oh gosh <laughs> she the does most this every important podcast question what are you gonna eat for dinner what are we gonna eat for dinner okay so it's kind of leftovers um i made some i made a big pot of green beans with potatoes and like a ham hock in it last night hey. and then um and then i made a bunch of hamburgers because i have boys that eat a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I'll, I'll just have hamburgers and green beans but the green beans are like a soup Yum. it's so delicious Yummy. but usually it's something amazing that my husband cooks but not not tonight yeah not tonight <laughs> <laughs> I was really stressed out about that question I thought about it last time I'm like oh it's gonna be leftovers <laughs> Actually, sounds really good. Nikki, what are you having? Of all the things you could have been thinking about for the podcast, you're like, dinner, what the heck? I'm stumped. (laughs) I'm going to feel like a failure. Um, We are having uh, tuna, frozen tuna from Aldi's. Tuna steaks, I guess, with some kind of veggie. Easy air fryer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Frozen section. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Samantha, how are you showing us up? Um, I'm not. We are going, we have our tax appointment. I have to get Nolan to basketball practice, and we have a game. I don't even know how we're going to fit it. And I thought that 
we were going to get done early. I was going to make dinner. <laughs> and so that didn't happen. So probably like McDonald's or something really terrible. Sounds so great. I wouldn't pick McDonald's. My kids, they always, why do they always like McDonald's? I feel like it's the worst one. Yeah. I know. Satan. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So thank you again. See you next time, mamas. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my I can see through my mind and the secrets to shut my eyes.